Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Use Guys in That Podcast. We have a bonus episode that we're throwing your way. Uh, friend of the podcast is joining us once again, Jeremiah Harding. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on to talk to us. Thank you. No problem. Yeah, I, uh, I'm always happy to come on and make people sad. So uh, any opportunity to do that, I'm, I'm down for. Outstanding. I thought of you immediately. It, like you pop your 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 image popped right into my brain when I read this the other day. That's when I contacted you. I'm like, shit, I gotta I, I got because we were gonna make this like a once a month thing. And then the holidays happened and shit happened and it didn't work out that way. But I'm glad you're back. But I, I immediately thought of you when I saw C SPAN's post that said United States Senate confirms General Lloyd Austin to be Secretary of Defense 93 to 2. And some of you might be asking, who is this General Lloyd? Lloyd J. Austin III. Uh, well, he's a general U.S. Army retired and former commander of U.S. Central Command, CENTCOM. And do you guys want to take a guess where he's been working? I'm not going to let you. I'm going to tell you. Raytheon. <laughs> Raytheon Technologies. How exciting, everybody. Jeremiah, <laughs> you popped right into my head when I read that. I was like, oh, I got to talk to him about this. Well, so, I mean, where do you want to start? Uh, well, we, I guess we could start we could start with the cabinet picks and how I guess uh, they're a little bit uh, there. There's some ethics concerns there uh, that we were looking at. Well, I mean, the, the only in terms of the, the ethics concerns we were talking about, uh, it, it appears that uh, Biden's cabinet is heavily affiliated with the casino industry. So we didn't really get rid of that. Um, but also, um like apparently like the, the 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 whole cabinet has some concern like this is a fox news article so it's not like the perfect balance source mm -hmm. but um like he like we've got mayor marty walsh uh showing that uh his his campaign filings showed he paid his girlfriend's fundraising consulting firm over a million dollars so there's some like nepotism uh involved there um and like strong arming local developers. Um, and like, that's the only one that's not directly affiliated with casinos as far as I saw. Yeah. Um, but like, then there's uh, uh, Mayorkas who press pressured a Las Vegas hotel and casino investment staff um, at the request of uh, Harry Reid. Mm -hmm. um, and there's the other one, which is uh, uh, like, IGT uh, gaming. Uh, so they, the, the adversarial state GOP that took issue with 1 billion contract extensions uh, with gaming company IGT without a competitive bidding process. Um, so the state's ethics commission dismissed the complaint, which alleged a conflict of interest since IGT's lobbyist Donald Schweitzer was also working for the Democratic Governors Association which Raimondo led that's uh, governor Raimondo from Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. So like it's, it's not, it's not like the perfect balance source, but it does give some, some insights in, as to who Biden is choosing. Um, and also like Biden in general is choosing like so, sort of hawk friendly people and also people friendly to the establishment. Um, not to say that Trump didn't, but to say that, the new boss is very much the same as the old boss in terms of trying to like trying to stock the shelves with as many people who would not fight the establishment as possible, proverbially speaking. Yeah, I uh, that was a good observation. And, uh, you know, like you said, it's a Fox News article. So this uh, quote, fair and balanced point of view is not exactly <laughs> accurate. But nonetheless, the, the general gist is there. Um, when I originally reached out to you uh, to talk to you, uh, the uh, the pooch that happened on Capitol Hill was still pretty fresh. Um, yeah. And uh, we want I was we originally were going to talk a little bit about the fallout. And some of this ties into uh, what Tulsi Gabbard uh, had to say, who is now a former congresswoman uh, that said that the domestic terrorism bill uh, is targeting almost half of the country. And the other day, a uh, communist, uh, former director of the CIA, also lumped libertarians into a really disgusting ball of different groups that. I don't think any one of us would ever be associated with. And by that, I mean, white supremacists, neo-Nazis, 
things like that. I wanted to get your take on that angle. Right. Well, you know, and it's not just it's not just him either, um, but it's it's like a variety of people associated with uh, essentially the establishment again. Um, and, and it's also like, for instance, there was this uh, this this thing on CNN recently where um, the former Facebook like security guy, uh, he was saying that people should uh, should that ISPs should silence people who start to spread uh, like information counter to what the mainstream says um, that, that ISPs should actively just cut them off. Um, and, and that's just like one example. Um, but this, this uh, thing that Gabbard is talking about, um, she, she continued when you have people like former CIA director, John Brennan openly talking about, he's spoken uh, how he's spoken with, or heard from appointees and nominees in the Biden administration who are already starting to uh, look across our country for these types of movements, similar to the insurgencies they've seen overseas, that in his words, he says, make up this unholy alliance of religious extremists, racists, bigots, he lists a few others, uh, and at the end, even libertarians. Um, and this is all part of a domestic terrorism bill that they're, that they're firing up where they want to start accusing people of, uh, of, of being affiliated with that in order to, I guess, curtail their civil liberties. Yeah. And also, like you said, like uh, the targeting now podcasters, like there's because podcasters have such a, you know, long reach compared to the legacy media who has lost a lot of viewers or a lot of people who, who listen or paid attention to them because of the a lot of credibility, a lot of credibility. Now going after that, coupled with, you know, information that you just, you know, read off uh, that uh, Tulsi had talked about. This is a very concerning period for independent free thinkers and content creators, because who knows? I mean, if you pay for a subscription, like, for example, like we do, to host our podcast uh, that what if we, you know, we've paid in advance for the year, let's say, but they're contacted by a government official. And then the next thing you know, I get an email that says, Hey, listen, um, thanks for paying, but we're not going to host your podcast because you're spreading misinformation, which is completely curtailing. First of all, my purchasing power, because I paid for this time. So even if I'm talking shit all day long, I still paid for the time. And then secondly, my first amendment, right. If we're going to play this quote constitution game, I have a right to say whatever I want, including the most ridiculous claims. I mean, it's it's someone else's job to refute any nonsense that I'm speaking. You know what I mean? So I don't know where we go from here. I, I don't know how this is going to play out. Well, first off, I, I, I want to be clear that and, and say that that's why people who have any message of any merit should self-host or host their own website on uh, like name cheap or something like that's what i use name cheap because it's very cheap but also because they've got good quality customer support um they don't pay me to say that by the way it's just true um but the the essential like you you need to have your own home for your for your podcast because name cheap isn't going to shut people down for quote misinformation uh they might shut people down if uh if like they use the service to like actively organize terrorism or something like that. But the, I, I don't think they would shut down any sort of like speech. Um, Cause, and, and like they're, they're also somewhat affiliated with the, the counter economy and that they accept a uh, cryptocurrency to buy um, uh, like domains and hosting packages and shit like that. Um so like they have an audience of people who are sort of more interested in uh, in in that sort of freedom uh, than other people. So I don't think they're going to curtail that anyway. But the point is that no matter what site you go with, like uh, people sh who, who want to have their their own podcast should definitely not do it on a place like Anchor or Podbay or whatever, um, because you're going to get a lot more freedom. Um, and a, a lot more search engine optimization, a lot more um, like 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 flexibility, proverbially speaking. If you do it on your own website, 
and you'll have less to worry about with concerns to um, censorship because you won't have a centralized entity responsible for a ton of podcasts that it's then told you have to shut down all these types of podcasts. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I think that that's excellent advice. Uh, something that I had not considered before, because I mean, yeah, you are paying for, I guess, for a convenience or when you're a novice, let's say you just, you know, find the first thing or a word of mouth that gets around and you're paying. Like I know anchor is super popular. I know that anarchy ball was running his uh, podcast through, uh, through anchor. And yeah, I, I, I think that being more independent, there's that you can't go wrong with it. And especially if someone's willing to accept crypto, they're really committing to, like you said, the count, like the counter economy. Like, I mean, we're not, we're going to abandon fiat, you know, not abandon it, but at least we're going to accept other methods of payment, which I think is phenomenal, including cryptocurrency. So that's really a uh, sound advice. It's just very concerning because a lot of information in the community that, you know, the paths that we cross with many individuals, we get our news from those sources. I don't oh, like yeah. turn on the television. I don't want to hear what the legacy media has to say about anything because it's all propaganda. In fact, Angel had shared something with me not too long ago where I forget who it was that created an angel, but that all of the, the, the stories from these various different news outlets, whether it will be um, a Fox affiliate or whether it's an NBC affiliate, ABC, et cetera, and so on, they all started to line up the, the script mm-hmm. all lined up. They were saying the same goddamn thing about, you know, quote, threats to democracy and shit like that. I can explain that, too. Um, so the reason that happens and it's like, it's happened forever, but the reason it's happened and the reason, uh, it, it became so obvious was because people were starting to pay attention to, um, to that particular mentality because, uh, people were starting to, to talk about censorship and fake news and all this stuff. Mm. So people started to look more into the news and whether or not that was a script. Um, And so they lined up all these things and all these different newscasters were saying, this is very dangerous to our democracy, fake news, blah, blah. Um, But that's been happening forever. And so I, b- before I was banned from Twitter, which uh, happened recently, I uh, had a nearly 12-year-old account, 17,000 followers, just gone. Um, so, and people can find me at my new place, uh, Jeremiah EXE, however temporary that is. But uh, you can also just find me everywhere else by Insanity is Free. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the point is that uh, before I was banned from Twitter, I had uh, Gamergate in my bio. And Gamergate was... Uh, there, there were some people involved that were unscrupulous, I'll, I'll say. But there, the, the reason I got involved was because of a narrative called the Gamers Are Dead narrative. That, that's what the Gamergate people called it. And basically how it ran was um, a bunch of different, quote, gaming journalism sites ran with the, the, the headline that gamers are dead, that they don't have to be your audience anymore, that this is the old demographic, the new demographic is all these woke people, um, you know? And so like effectively um, running with the same headline about 30 different outlets all sort of convened on this one idea um, and when people noticed that, they sort of decided to try to spy on what the, these alleged journalists were doing. They had an entire Google group called <laughs> Game Journal Pros, Pros yeah. where where they were uh, spreading like the the headlines that they were going to start like isolating the the stories that they were going to start running with, um, and like basically colluding between outlets to make sure that no matter which outlet you went to, you got their story. Um, And it wasn't journalism. It was corruption. Mm -hmm. Um, Nobody was saying anything different to the, to the established line. People were just trying to find more ways and more ways to be corrupt. So there's that element of it, but then there's the like, so there, there are groups and that's just one example I could bring up. Like there, there are countless other examples um, of, of media organizations colluding with one another. But that's one that people can sink their teeth into. Um, so 
there are groups that that discuss things like that that have headlines that they will put out as though they're news as though everybody agrees but uh that are really just pre-manufactured garbage um and then there are also press release agencies and uh, media kits if you ever see a press release or a media kit on a website you know that they want this to happen whether or not it does is a separate story but um Basically, a press release is something written by a press agent usually uh, to make the company look the best um, and give a news outlet free content. Um, So all you've got to do is essentially cut and paste this press release into your site and you have an article that you can release that you wrote. Um, And, uh, you know... There are so many sites that just run with this. There are so many sites that just run with what other sites put out. Um, but the the way people started to find out about this was because the Scripps Broadcasting, I think it was, I think that's what they called themselves, um, went, uh, w- went with this massive campaign all at once um, that like people immediately saw through because so many of their relatives and friends and family, et cetera, were all saying the same things and they were all saying that they got the same news Um, and people started to be privy to this. And so people did this master cut, this smash together of like all the different news outlets saying the same thing, but this has been happening forever. Press releases are not a new thing. Um, And if you have ever hired a press agent, you know that you know that press releases are are like the stock and standard of the the sort of modern journalistic trade um because journalists aren't really journalists anymore they're content creators and that's why they're afraid of content creators who are less mainstream because content creators who are less mainstream are the real alternative and they present a choice that's outside the manufactured choice the fake freedom the friendly fascism that they're trying to push because they can effectively control the narrative if they're the only choices but if they're not the only choices then they 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 suddenly have to be accountable to third parties who might have less positive things to say about their tactics um not the least of which is here on this show while i'm talking about basically how the industry has been reworked against news and in favor of commentary. I mean, like the the dangerous to our democracy thing is is only a very very small example of that. But it was very clear that what they meant was very dangerous to our narrative, mm-hmm. um, and democracy had very little to do with it. Um, so the 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 whole thing. Um, is based on the corruption of the industry that it's become about ads and towing the line and you know the whole thing nobody wants to know what goes into the sausage so that so they just accept what they're sold um and they they don't care that it probably has an agenda behind it because ultimately they wanted to hear what they wanted to hear and they wanted to have their bullshit confirmed um so when it comes when it comes down to it it's probably not even that important to bring up um because the kind of person who would automatically believe a narrative isn't going to stop believing that narrative because of what we're saying on the show here but at the same time like if if you want to know why that is it's because like basically cut and paste culture Mm -hmm. this idea that because one organization says it we can now all say it and it's totally fine um, and that's how the news is manufactured is through the careful planning of press agents that are vetted by the establishment and their messages that can be easily spread by everyone, no matter whether or not it's true. Do you feel like personally, do you feel that this is something that is eventually going to take all of us out across all platforms that they can possibly control. For example, like YouTube and BitChute. And of course, you know, we already talked about podcasting uh, agents that actually that, that host kind of like what we're doing right now. 
but do you feel that they're going to have a large modicum of success or do you think that there's going to be enough pushback or do you think that what I think is going to happen is that the market is just going to continue to treat this as a workaround and be like, okay, you're going to put a roadblock here. We're going to find a way to work around it. So, I mean, the market might do that, but I think what they're doing and, and this is the thing I, for, for a bit now, I've thought that whatever they're going to do, it's going to kick off in about two years from now. Um, and, and I, you know, that's been my timeline uh, about 2022. Uh, the end of 22 or the beginning of 2023 um, has been my timeline for very bad things starting to happen. Um, and like effectively, um, I think what they're doing right now is they're mapping um, and they already tested it. To me, this is this is the result of a successful test. I think Trump was a honeypot operation, a very aggressive sting. And I think he knew it. Um, I think what I think the purpose of the Trump administration was to map people who are willing to think differently um, and to try to isolate and control all of these people um, so that they could all be listed and isolated and controlled and um, and data like so. QAnon, for instance, I was anti-Q. Still am anti-Q. I, I think it's it's a, uh, a psyop to the to the highest degree. But um, the QAnon supporters, they all organized. They were all very well organized um, under the uh, where we I hate this hashtag where we go one we go all. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, which is a a fucking it sounds like somebody who had water on the brain wrote that. Um, <laughs> but beyond that particular, like, so we got that, we've got trust the plan. We've got all this other bullshit that the Q people did and it all mapped with one another to like associate certain ideas with one another and to build a public web of conspiracy. Um, but it also put all these people's names on the map and uh, they had this bullshit mentality, which is bullshit and stupid and they should feel bad of um, the like, it's cowardly to wear a mask. It's cowardly to be anonymous, even though the person that they were referring to was literally anonymous. Um, <laughs> and right. they, they had this mentality and then they went about um, with their faces, with their names, going to all these rallies, going to all these uh, public protests, going to all these fucking uh, like hotbeds of, of glowy Fed activity um, with their faces exposed. They, they also posted online a bunch of stuff um, and eventually did things like the capital coup insurrection. It wasn't a coup. It wasn't an insurrection. It was barely a tantrum. Um, <laughs> right. These people weren't fighting a government. They were trying to force their own government. Um, and they did it in some of the least effective ways possible, um, which is why it didn't work. Um but they also did it with their faces exposed. They tagged themselves on social media. They used it as a big fucking photo op. Mm -hmm. And now a bunch of them are getting dragnetted by the FBI. Um, additionally, it's being used as an excuse for things like this domestic terror bill. Tulsi Gabbard is warning people about. Right. Um, it's being used uh, as a pretext for a mass censorship on social media. And it's being done because basically social media companies have been mapping this conspiracy group for a long time, along with all other conspiracy groups. And now they have an excuse, whether it be a valid excuse or not, to start censoring people, to start mass arrests, to start um, uh, destroying freedom uh, in more and more sectors, because they have been using Trump and his symbol of freedom, even though he doesn't support anything of the sort, um, as their way to sort of isolate this network 
and uh, get like a, a mass list of names and IP addresses and uh, all other manner of personal information so that they could then use that information to start arresting people, to start cracking down. Mm-hmm. And the real plan of Trump was to create a supervillain that it could seem like uh, the, 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 f- from the perspective of the left, we have to defeat this person uh, at all costs, even if it means electing somebody just like him. Um, and from the perspective of the right, um, we have to uh, support him no matter what his policies appear to be, no matter if he actually appears to be deigning the swamp. Um, and like, no matter what, we have to trust the plan. We've got to keep on, uh, you know, keeping this guy in, in, in high esteem and praise. Um, and in doing so, they created a way to justify uh, more control and like a great symbol of it is the 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 like seven or twelve I forget exact which um, razor wire topped fence that they built around the Capitol building, because the ultimate truth of it is that if these people were insurrectionaries, they would have targeted different buildings. They would have chosen different places to attack because this wasn't an insurrection at all. This was an excuse for the government to throw a huge amount of money at fortifications at making it harder to fight them at making like at, at putting up these fences where it was previously that easy to get in. And now it's not that easy to get in. And it looks like a military dictatorship with troops everywhere, enforcing martial law and everything's reinforced. And suddenly it's actually much harder to do an insurrection because of what these people did and uh if these people were really interested in insurrection uh if any of these people were because most of them weren't uh but if any of these people were if any if if any of these people were actually interested in freedom now they're mapped and they can be censored along with everybody else and they can't spread the truth um because social media companies are now being uh like essentially used as a cudgel of the elite in worse ways than they previously were because this isn't the first purge the the purges have happened on facebook and twitter for many years uh like notably a couple years ago there was a purge that included the free thought project and and uh i think common dreams and reverb uh and a bunch of other alternative thinkers um that were spreading popular messages against the establishment um, on both sides. And they did that. And these pages have tried to sort of rebuild their presence multiple times um, and been purged multiple times. A recent example before my Twitter ban was um, the discord ban that was banning a bunch of Boogaloo people, um, but also anybody that they wanted to accuse of being Boogaloo, whether or not they actually were and whether or not they actually used the platform for that purpose. Nick Irwin of Beyond the Ballot, who might make an interesting guest, by the way. Um, he is uh, w- was on Discord for like discussions with friends and barely used it even. But he was banned and so were his servers, which he was using to spread what at the time his podcast was called, which was uh, the en- Enemy of the State's Dank Podstash. He rebranded to Beyond the Ballot for like obvious reasons. Sure. Um, but basically the, the, like he was banned and so were so many other people for no other reason than discord using like one or two key cases as an excuse for mass censorship. Discord also banned me for running a server exposing and holding pedophiles accountable. Um, and, uh, they, they banned myself and multiple other admins, uh, for like, incitement of violence against groups uh shit like that um uh harassment etc etc but when i asked them for an example because we kept with in terms of service it was a rule and i actually kicked people out who were uh, trying to use the place for other things and deleted the other things that they were trying to use the place for um 
like I was pretty rigid about that shit because I didn't want to get banned. I wanted it to continue being useful and I wanted to keep helping kids. Um, so, and, and we, we were, we were like uh, a faucet of information to the NCMEC, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. We were trying to help find missing uh, kids. We were trying to get the porn that they were involved in removed from Twitter and other sites on the internet. We were trying to get these pedophiles who were saying that it was okay to be a pedophile removed from those platforms. And, you know, cause these platforms allow children as young as 13 on. Uh, so it's a right rife uh, place for grooming. Um, so we like, but they, they censored us like entirely uh, multiple admins were banned um, and several others were just warned. Um, but like, no reason, no actual real reason was given. Even when I asked repeatedly, they couldn't provide a single example of what they were telling me I did, right? And this, um, and, and that's like just Discord. Facebook banned the outlet I, I write for, Agoris Nexus. They also banned multiple other pages that the founder was involved in. Um, and they, they did this uh, along the same time as discord was banning boogaloo pages because of you know the 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 riots in minneapolis and shit mm -hmm. and part of the reason for that is that uh, some people um that i actually know uh that I, that i've spoken to before and one of whom was in a group message were part of uh, that, that i'm in were part of the recent unrest like one of them you know that picture of that uh, Minneapolis police department, which was on fire. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. he is the one. Uh, one of one of the people I know is the um, well was in a group message with, um, and, and like I can say this because it it doesn't matter. Like Twitter already knew about this. Uh, the government already knew about all this. They already knew about my affiliations. There's no way that they that they don't already know this. So I'm not like spilling any beans here. But um, and, and I already talked about it in an article for Agoris Nexus, but this guy, he was the one to start the action against that particular police department by firing a gun into it. Um, yeah. And so there's that guy. There's also a guy that they're accusing. There's no actual evidence that's been released to the public yet, just accusations, just allegations. But uh, uh, Benjamin Ryan Teeter um, is being accused of trying to solicit help in a revolution against the U S government from Hamas. Um, and, um, but, but like they affiliated with all of these groups, um, they were trying to, uh, say that because these groups were, were like connected because these groups were like, uh, all part of the same umbrella term, which is the Boogaloo, um, then we, we can censor them all and be completely safe because we might as well do that um, instead of letting these people use our platform for X, Y, and Z. Um, and that's just like the lower level people, the, the higher level people, they know exactly what they're doing. They're isolating the message so that their platform can continue to remain profitable and nobody will criticize them for anything. Um, but also like, that's why they banned my pedo server, I believe, because I was going after other servers um, that were on the place, uh, Discord, uh, because they, they're they a hub for pedophilia, for grooming, for all that stuff. Um, and a lot of places on Discord were uh, all used by out-and-out -out pedophiles. So I pointed those out. And uh, much like uh, Quackity, a popular YouTuber, who does like weird, absurd videos on, on places like Discord. Um, he mocked some like furries who were into a specific kind of furry porn, which is called Cub. And it's uh, like underage furry characters uh, getting fucked. And so he mocked some of these servers where that was rampant and just mocking them on YouTube, not even on Discord, but on YouTube got him banned from Discord. So like that should tell you something like these people aren't here to keep people safe. They're here to keep their platforms running and profitable. Um, and if you try to say that their platforms are wrong at all, you're going to get censored too. Um, 
if, if you try to stand up for yourself, if you try to like uh, put out a good message that actually has some truth to it, they will say you're a white right winger, white supremacist, uh, um, uh, terrorist, uh, you know, insurrectionist. Uh, they'll they'll list anything that they have to uh, in order to justify removing you. In this particular case, uh, Jack Dorsey comes out like a day before I'm censored and says that the purge. Was it even? No, he came out after I was censored. Now that I think about it, and he said that seventy thousand accounts that were removed, uh, which mine was included, were QAnon accounts. Even though I'm anti-Q, even though I'm anti-Trump, even though I'm an anti-right wing like anarchist asshole, um, I was uh, one of the accounts removed during the QAnon purge. Um, so, like these these things aren't actual real reasons to ban people, their excuses. And that highlights the whole problem. Um, all these like networks that they mapped, all these right-wing fucking groups that they sort of mapped through the Trump presidency, um, all these cons uh, conspiracy groups, which sprung up around Q. Now they ha have not only misdirected people's uh, conspiracy mentalities, uh, toward a bullshit non-conspiracy that, uh, that the Q got to puppeteer them through, uh, through the guise of a swamp-draining Trump. Um, but they also got to get basically an excuse to ban whoever the elites don't like, that being any conspiracy theorist, like the guy from um, fucking that CNN interview. I can't remember his name right now. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up at some point before, before this uh, call ends. But um, he uh, he fucking said that we need to ban these conspiracy theorists, these people who are using these platforms. We need to get ISPs to cut them off and, st and, and not let them be a competitor to cable news or something like that. Um, and then uh, Vijaya God um, in a private call that was leaked by Project Veritas, which I hate. Again, um, I'm not conservative here, but like they they do occasionally something good and in this particular case they leaked audio of vijaya god saying that basically i don't know how th that's how you pronounce her name it's her name sounds like an insult but um i, I i'm i'm going to ignore that for uh, like the temporary purposes of this call sure. but the, the 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 point is that like she said these conspiracy theorists were going to uh get rid of them or something similar to that like they're being relatively transparent about their agenda, at least when they're in private conversations, they're not here to ban right wingers. They're not here to ban extremists or insurrectionists. They're here to ban conspiracy theorists because there's too much to expose that would violate the sanctity of their halls. And uh, these corporations that they rely on for their money um, they don't like conspiracy theorists because conspiracy theorists are willing to look into all the shady bullshit the corporations and governments are involved in. So they needed a reason to censor people and they needed a reason to enact a bunch of bullshit laws. Um, and that's all this is. That's all the Q stuff was. That's all Trump was. He was not only a supervillain, but a, um, a, a Trojan horse of uh federal information parlor for instance parlor is an incredibly co poorly coded wordpress install um that left their public uh wordpress login information on home.parlor.com slash one if you all want to look look that information up on archive sites it's still available um but they took the the page down relatively immediately because obviously they would um, but that wasn't the only breach. They also had a breach where basically people realized that they could get into the administrative section relatively easily and create a bunch of accounts. So they created th these accounts um, and they, they scraped the website and found out that not only does their image uploader not remove EXIF data, which means that all these images that were uploaded that had geotagging information are now tying people's physical address to their uh, posts on uh, Parler, um, but also that um, they 
had all these driver's license uh, identification bullshit in order to be considered human enough to send direct messages and post links in comments. Um, this was a an obvious honeypot. Um, anybody with like two brain cells to rub together could could t could tell that, but they got Trump to endorse it. So a bunch of people's public information or private information is now public because these uh, hacktivists have scraped the website, but it also was like just held by the state before. So all these people who were anonymous um, are now no longer anonymous to the government um, and no longer anonymous to the average person because of the, the, the hacktivists who scraped the website. And so the whole thing uh, is an obvious honeypot, is an obvious intel operation. But you bring this stuff up to right-wingers and they were all like, trust the plan. He's going to be president for four more years. He'll fix all this stuff. That didn't end up happening. Nope. Um, and what did end up happening was a bunch of right-wingers threw a tantrum at the Capitol um, and a bunch of them got arrested. One of them got shot in the neck and died. One of them got trampled. Um, ironically, she came in carrying a don't tread on me flag. Um, <laughs> and there, there, there's just like so irony, much, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's so much irony like that's that. Um, so, so my point in bringing all this up is that the, the reason they're trying to control is because they now have an excuse. They can say, oh, we were we're preventing things like the capital insurrection from happening again. But what that ultimately means is that for the next several years, they get to build their great reset, which, by the way, I have an article uh, uh, up on Agoras Nexus about the great reset specifically. So y'all can read that if you want. But it's basically um, uh, an attempt to completely remove the idea of privacy and property, including in your own mind. Um, and it's it's really, really scary stuff. Um, but they get to build that now. And a bunch of the conspiracy theorists who would have talked about it are either banned from social media or in jail. So the whole Trump thing was a psyop from the start. It was always designed to uh, to get people to show their ass so that the state could uh, mass censor and arrest them. And people fell for it, hook, line, and sinker, because ultimately they're bitches who can't handle real anarchy. So they thought they needed to drain the swamp from a central figure rather than just stopping supporting it to begin with. So they got more swamp. Who would have thunk it? Right. <laughs> right. Um, I just have to say, you know, your work that you've done to expose pedophiles and people who are grooming children, I personally find extremely admirable. Uh, my first encounter with this sort of uh, this sort of behavior. Uh, what was his name, Angel? I, I never pronounced it right. Paul Bonacci or Paul Bonacci? I know it's it's Italian. I, I can't remember. I think it's uh, Bonacci, but it could be Bonacci. Okay. I'm not I'm not sure on that we're either. Just, we're just pronouncing it differently. But he are there uh, two C's? Yes. Then it's a, then it's then it's a chi. It's that, a chi. Okay. okay. He um my first encounter with him and ironically Alex Jones is the one who brought me to this was the Franklin cover up. It's a uh, a book about Boys Town in Omaha, Nebraska, and how this individual survived uh, being essentially used as a sex doll for the rich and powerful, including making his way to uh, Bohemian Grove and experiencing um you know mm -hmm. forced uh, simulation of sex and just some really awful, really terrible things bodies being dumped out of airplanes where quote the men in hoods will find the body terrible terrible shit do you i i believe that at the highest levels of not only government but the, these big businesses we you know the murder the court the corporatist uh uh you know apparatus that this sort of behavior goes on regularly are you of the same opinion? Do you feel that that it's that it's that entrenched and it has been that way for a long time? Oh, yes. Um, and also, if you want to talk specifically Bohemian Grove, what's interesting about Bohemian Grove is that if you look at some of the sites that have been writing about Bohemian Grove since like for, for, for like decades, um, some of these publications and some of these these sites, um, you can see that they regularly had not only like adult, but also minor uh, m minors present 
in those um, meetings where they would totally not really sacrifice um, a child to an owl god. Um, and they, they claim it's an effigy. They claim it's not real. They claim it's all part of this, this ceremony, which is designed to uh, symbolize those, those evil people that are sacrificing that child being taken care of and dealt with. But, you know, maybe, but I kind of doubt it when all the other stories that come out of Bohemian Grove um, and the Bohemian Club in general are like when they come to surface where these people are rich and powerful elites getting drunk and drugged and then basically going back to this hotel that's not too far away and fucking these people. Um, the, the local town literally has an industry off of that. Um, off of off of the sex that goes on there um, and that's just like the most charitable way of, of phrasing it the bohemian club itself is comprised of a wide swath of elites who are responsible for a huge amount of death and destruction not the least of which are children um, in terms of the wars and the state capitalist policy that they spread around the globe but you know, all of this is just like the tip of the iceberg because that's when you when you watch them sacrifice a totally not real child in front of a an owl god statue. Um, that's like it's a shocking image, but it's a shocking image that should lead you to uh, more of the information in in, in general. And, and then you can look at people like um, Mariana Abramovich with her with her or Marina, whatever. Uh, with her spirit cooking thing um, where all these elites get together to um, to do incredibly creepy things um, that they call art, uh, w but which probably more accurately amount to an occult ritual that they can disguise as an art installation. Um, and then you sort of start to trace all these people to various, um, various institutions and people and you always invariably end up at Epstein um, or one of Epstein's associates. And that's the thing. Epstein was a really landmark case because suddenly people had to admit that conspiracy theorists were right about something, but they didn't want that to go too far. So when the news came out, it was all about Epstein, 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 not about all the politicians who worked with Epstein, not about the stuff that Epstein was directly involved in, not any of that stuff, um, just Epstein specifically. Um, because if you can make it all about Epstein, you can ignore that there are hundreds of other Epsteins out there, all of whom are controlling the narrative around a variety of things, not the least of which is pedophilia. Uh, the Department of Defense has massive servers of child porn. Um, the foster system is a pipeline for abused children to be sex trafficked. Um, the public school system is worse than the Catholic Church in terms of boy fucking, yet it happens all the time there and gets almost no coverage. Because if you can make it about the church, then you can ignore the fact that government and its institutions are still a massive problem in this regard. Um, like, if we're talking about pedophilia specifically, it is an extremely um, prevalent and deeply entrenched problem which pervades all of social uh, workings. And effectively, if you're involved in these circles, you've probably been involved at least minorly in the exploitation of a child. Um, and th there are multiple theories surrounding this, like as to why it happens. But I think the one that makes the most sense to me is the fact that if you can get all these people involved in this nasty, terrible stuff that they wouldn't want anybody to know about, then they'll keep hush about the rest of the conspiracy as long as you keep hush about the fact that they were at least partially involved in the fucking of a child. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I, uh, well, again, I, I applaud you uh, for doing what you could, what you could and what you continue to do. 
uh, to mitigate this as much as possible, because we have talked about it on the show several times, and I'm going to repeat it again uh, for our listeners, anybody who's new that's listening, the uh, Paycheck Protection Plan uh, that went through this past year for was part of the COVID bill or whatever it was, the Roman Catholic Church received $1.3 billion of your tax money, and mon- I met, that money went to parishes that had to close for financial reasons because of being sued by families uh, of children who were raped by clergy. Your tax dollars were distributed to those places. So in closing, in that regard, I just want people to keep that in mind, that your government still gave money to places that, that, that sheltered and moved around known child rapists. And mm-hmm. it's abhorrent. It's disgusting. It's the, it's the highest level of filth that I could possibly think of. But again, I applaud you, Jeremiah, for doing what you can and what you continue to do to expose this uh, shit. Because I, to me, it's the wars and all the terrible things that the state uh, is involved in. This one for me is like the top. It's like you can't have you just you just can't leave it alone. Right. You just that's we have to go to that level. The bombs, the bullshit. That's not enough. The kids. We Now you got to get kids in there. Well, especially since like if so. There's a song by by an artist named Faithless. I think he's British. Um, and he's uh, he's he, he makes pretty good like like ch- sort of chill electronic music. Uh, I, I like it a lot, but uh, his has words like th- think like Dido, but like male. Um, and so. And, and he also did some work with Dido. So, I mean, that, that should tell you something. Um, but basically, he, he had this, this song called Bombs. And um, there's, there's this, this line, I've got to, to uh, bury my, my wife, dig up my gun. My life is done, so now I've got to kill someone. It's that cycle of, of, of stuff that people can understand in terms of war. Um, and, and like when, when, when you, when your life is uprooted, when the people you love are killed, suddenly you want to be a terrorist. I wonder why. Um, and Ron Paul calls it blowback, uh, foreign policy magazine, uh, blames, uh, like they had an article that I always share with people. It's called, it's the occupation stupid. Um, and it's an article with an incisive commentary on the fact that the U S occupation, of foreign countries is why they hate us. It's not because we're free. It's not because we're a capitalist first world blah blah and because they're evil darky Muslims. It's because the like mentality of let's go off and kill people we don't know for at the behest of racists might not get us friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um and it's that same mentality with pedophilia because you're not just like fucking a child you're not just a sick adult right you're also damaging the future yep you're you're corrupting the youth you're causing the future generations to have this this effectively sin embedded within them right Mm -hmm. and so it's not just a matter of of like controlling people who are who are involved in elite echelons. It's not just a matter of, of their corruption and covering up their corruption, which is an, one, one of the primary reasons that they don't want us conspiracy theorists talking because we talk about this particular subject quite a lot. Um, but it's also a matter of keeping the next generation as corrupt as the last one. It's keeping that trauma going. It's refusing to break the cycle. It's endless war but in pedophilia form. That's, so it's all the same stuff. Right. Yeah, that's a really that's a really great way to to look at it. Um, tragically, uh, as well. Uh, I wanted to shift and and get uh, your opinion on. There's an article that was from Bloomberg Opinion, which uh, is a uh, reputable known uh, source of news and propaganda for the state uh, for obvious reasons. And the title Mm -hmm. of the article is How Biden Can Support an Arab Spring Redo. Uh, You know, this is a lot of people don't know. I know in our circles they know, but a lot of the public doesn't know that as a result of what happened in Libya. And I'm not saying that uh, Muammar Gaddafi was a good guy. That's not what I'm saying. But as a result of his removal, 
there are, from what I understand, there are open slave markets that were established for sub-Saharan Africans. Because mm-hmm. once again, a lot of our audience knows this. Some people don't know this, that in Africa, in the northern portion of the country, you have people who are Arab. In the southern portion, as you start to move sub-Saharan, there are people who are dark, who are black. Well, those folks were being sold in open slave markets in Libya as a result of this massive vacuum that was established once uh, Hillary Clinton and her friends decided to go in there. If we're going to repeat this, I mean, how far is this going to go, Jeremiah? I mean, do you see this being done? Well, I mean, first off, if it's repeated, it's going to be repeated to boost the Great Reset. Um, Because the reason that Gaddafi was ousted was not because of his policies. It was not because of his um his mentality like he wasn't a good guy um but what he was was he was sort of in terms of like that particular environment and economy he was as counter-economic as you could get while still being a brutal dictator Mm. and uh his particular mentality is he wanted to nationalize a bunch of shit and he also wanted to start a pan-African currency to compete with the dollar, which would put them off the petrodollar, which would allow them to stop being a resource hole for Western powers um, and a, a foothold for their uh, foreign policy. So obviously, they gave they they armed some rebels and they 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 funded some 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 terrorists as they have done in the past like Operation Cyclone, a, a multi-year uh, operation where they funded who would have eventually bombed the World Trade Centers. Well, uh, sorry, uh, planed mm-hmm. uh, the World Trade Centers because obviously those weren't bombs, even though they exploded outward. Um, but the, the, they, they funded those people, uh, armed them, trained them, and then suddenly Tim Osman became... Um, became bin Laden so that they could pin the entire operation on him and have the entire farce that that, that was the, the hunt for bin Laden eventually end up with this totally dead person totally being dumped into the total ocean. Um, so like that, th- that was like just an example of the U.S. arming and, and funding terrorists who would eventually turn on the U.S. The Mujahideen uh, funded through the the Carter administration and Zbigniew Brzezinski, um, or Zbigniew, whatever, mm. um, and the 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 sort of we're going to say that you that the land to the north, the Russians, those evil Ruskies, are your enemy, and and you know the land to the north is yours, so please go take it. Here's some money and guns, um, and then suddenly we we have Al Qaeda, we have Al Nusra, we have we have ISIS, we have all these. Uh, institutions of, of uh, terrorist Muslim power in the Middle East that, we, that, that the U.S. can fight for decades and decades. Um, so they just gave them a little bit more cash to take down this pan-African currency dictator um, because he was no longer useful to the regime. Um, and effectively, uh, if, if they do this again, what it'll be for is so that they can have uh, the institution of their ID system, their facial recognition ID 2020 system, which they're starting in less uh, less privileged countries. Um, at, at, like they're, they're starting it there and then it's gonna spread everywhere as a method of basically identifying everyone by their face. It's going to turn your face into the mark of the beast um, and like allow everybody to be tracked by it biometrically by smart cameras which, um, which to me is already pretty terrifying, but it's all going to be based on a blockchain from a company called Accenture, which is a blockchain company that is also working on the digital dollar project in the U.S., which is going to be uh, a, a basically a bastardized cryptocurrency that the U.S. is going to put on a blockchain that only they can see um, and only they can spread uh, so that they can like monitor all transactions, remove all your privacy and effectively make it so that you can't transact in public without their say so, without their purview. 
Um, if they do another, you know, Arab Spring, it's going to be directly re uh, related to that, which is why Bloomberg probably wants this to happen quite a bit. Mike Bloomberg and his in uh, his like empire, he dwarfs Trump economically speaking. Yet he was considered a liberal candidate who had uh, so much benevolence uh, in in the Democratic Party. Um, meanwhile, you could you could there was this video i don't I, I don't have a link handy but you could see uh in comparison to entire countries mike bloomberg is richer um in entire uh entire like massive multi multi-billion dollar corporations bloomberg is richer because he he is big money he's long entrenched money he's a fucking sociopath who's willing to do anything to increase his dollars um and so if, if this does happen, and if Bloomberg is trying to signal it, it's going to be so that uh, the Middle East and the, the sort of uh, probably Iran and probably Iran because it's directly related to the Iranian tensions that have been building. Mm. Um, and the fact that, you know, Iran recently put out like 47 Interpol notices, one of whom was for Donald Trump himself. Uh, because of the assassination of Soleimani. Right. Um, so if, if it's for anything, it's so that they can start being forced onto the new economic paradigm and so that a war can be used as a snow for that uh, because the petrodollar and the U.S. dollar specifically has been collapsing for a long time now. And all they need is an excuse to institute the new monetary system, the digital dollar, the... Um, the the new Accenture blockchains for both the digital dollar and uh, ID2020. Um, and by the way, ID2020, uh, related to uh, the Gates Vaccine Alliance and suddenly very relevant in 2020 when everybody is going contact-free and needs a method of identification and purchase that doesn't involve touching anything, like, you know, their face. I wonder, I wonder if maybe they planned this. Um, but either way, the, the, the point is that like, if, if, if there is another one, it's going to be an excuse to force the world onto the new economic paradigm, which I would not be surprised by, especially given all the fascists Biden is putting in charge. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Uh, in, uh, in conclusion, uh, I wanted to, uh, before we finish up, I wanted to bring up something that you, uh, tweeted and I, uh, tweeted it out immediately because I thought it was it was it was perfect. Uh, you said instead of giving the American people enough money to keep their businesses and homes, Biden's first move was to throw a ton of money into destroying more homes and businesses in Syria, proving once again the military industrial complex reigns supreme and you don't mean shit. And I thought that that was wonderful because we, find, we, you know, he had been uh, running his mouth. He had bitched about, you know, this is comrade Joe Biden, the hero of the working class who had told the working class, oh, that $600 is bullshit. We're going to get you more money. Don't you worry about it. It was supposed to be one of the first things that he was going to do when he sat his ass down in that chair. And voila, what do you know? It's been tabled. Just like my homeowners association says when they're going to fix my goddamn fence. Oh, we've tabled that issue. Oh, you needed the money. We're going to go ahead and table that, but we're going to get our, we're going to get right back into Syria. I thought that that was perfect. And that's probably showing us what we're going to continue to see for at least another four years. Yeah. Well, and you know, if you want to talk about my tweets, um, there's, there's also that one where basically, yeah, you know, uh, military industrial complex gets to march on, but at least now transgenders are allowed to serve military, military industrial complex openly. Right. Yeah. Right. There'll be a rainbow flag on the bombs that we drop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Now yeah. it's okay. Now it's okay. Uh, Hashtag yep. BLM. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's a mess. Uh, in, uh, before we wrap up, I wanted to uh, put it out to the floor. If anybody else has anything uh, before we conclude, uh, we'll go with uh, the boss over there, Angel, who's the in command, firmly in command. Excuse me. Go ahead. I, I don't have anything. Thank you for asking. Oh, you're welcome. Come. Comrade Commissar Angel. <laughs> what about you, Christopher? Anything before we finish up? No, nah, I'm good. All right. Excellent. Well, I would like to thank you once again. And as much as you bring people down, 
I enjoy myself thoroughly because number one, I learned something. And number two, I, I figure out, you know, you, you bring to light what we're facing and that's important. You got to know what your enemy is up to. And, you know, like you said, I, I always bring it up and you can ask the rest of the gang, you know, you said that we have a 1% chance, but we have to play the game. So here we are. So I am always grateful for you coming onto the show. If there's anything that you would like to plug, uh, please go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, you could you could find all my bullshit at uh, cointr.ee uh, slash insanity is free, or you could just look up insanity is free. You can't find me on Twitter by that anymore, but uh, you can still find me pretty much everywhere else. Uh, it's a dumb, edgy name I made in high school. So <laughs> feel free to do that. Uh, also go to agorisnexus.com. There's going to be more content over there relatively soon. I'm basically going to be working the entire rest of the day on that, except... Um, I'm also doing Twitch streams now. So um, the, the Twitch streams are, are like video games, but uh, I try to include some sort of truthiness every time I, every time I play. Um, and I'm going to use it as a way to sort of red pill people to certain mentalities. And uh, my goal is to get banned from Twitch without breaking terms of service. So um, <laughs> that's my, my, uh, one of my current projects. Uh, and I'll be devoting about an hour of that today as well. Um, I'm uh, doing a playthrough of Deus Ex, which is a game that basically predicted a significant chunk of, uh, of what's going on now. Um, and it, hey, it was future-proofed because it was made in 2000, but because of a rendering issue, they uh, couldn't include the World Trade Centers in the New York City skyline. So, How about that? How interesting. How interesting. Wonderful. Um, we will include all this stuff in the show notes, uh, how to find you uh, across platforms. But we are always grateful for your time. Thank you very much for joining us. And hopefully we can have you back on in February. We really want to stick to... Uh, getting uh, getting you to at least, if you don't mind, coming on at least once a month. Uh, to no, check. not a problem. Excellent, man. Thank you very much, Jeremiah. Thank you for everything yeah, that you do you. and for uh, being a friend of the podcast. Yeah, thank you for your support and giving me a platform. Very few people are willing to do that. If you if you want me on your show uh, and, and, and you want my fucking aggressively negative mentality <laughs> to pervade your show for an hour, feel free to hit me up. Um, <laughs> very few people are willing to do that. <laughs> well we love it we think you're we think you're awesome so thank you once again man appreciate it all right bye all right bye everybody we'll talk to you guys soon we'll be uh back up on uh thursday uh we should be having another guest come on we should have an artist being uh coming on on thursday who's uh, super into bitcoin so look for that so we'll talk to you guys very soon okay bye bye peace